Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. And we're live. Well, good morning. Good morning. Hello. How are you fellas doing on this <laughs> crisp, crisp, crisp autumn morning? Like four seconds in, we've got a thumbs up already. Ooh. I, I don't know who gave us a thumbs up, but it's thank you. We're that right. Probably, probably the way we said good morning. Yeah. yeah. Whoever that was was probably up all... They probably didn't even sleep last night. They're just they just waiting. sat in front of the screen waiting, counting Uh-oh. down. They took it back, whoever it was. It, went, it just went away. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> now I feel like a total idiot. <laughs> No, never, never had that happen. I thought, oh, we're just that rad. No, nope, yeah. we're not toying nope. with us. Someone putting us in our place. We're not rad. All right, sorry for that. Somebody needs to, yeah. <laughs> I started to say, how are you guys doing on this fine, crisp fall morning? But it ain't crisp. fall. When does fall like today? It feels start? like. Well, not, not officially for like three more weeks. Yeah, dude. It's like toward the end of September, right? Yeah, it's like the 20th or the 21st. Every time I have the, to turn the fall my equinox. Heat, when I have to turn my heater on, that's when fall starts. I started the wood still. But this time of the year, I look for excuses to like yeah. I'm ready to. My wife's ready to. Like there's just something awesome yeah. about having a fire in the morning, and so we did. I feel like I've I've lost. Like if I have to turn the heat on and it's still August, and yeah. like I'm a loser. Yeah, yeah. you you are. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel it. Yeah, fall's the best <laughs> yeah. time of the year here now. It Our is. falls are the raddest. So I'm kind of I'm super excited for it. Like yesterday was amazing. Mm-hmm. You had that cold in the morning, and then the way the sun moved through the trees is slightly, you know farther to the horizon so it's got a different look to it and the air was clear and did you guys yeah. stay up and see the blue moon last night the, the blue super moon the blue super moon sorry yeah. and, and it wasn't even blue oh you did yeah it wasn't even blue no it was orange well they said the smoke would probably change yeah. the color of it so was it a blood moon then i might even look like a blood should moon. we do another prophecy update i don't know yeah <laughs> blood moon that, that'll get some clicks red. Well, it had an orange haze because of the smoke yeah, is what they yeah. said, so it probably wouldn't be blue. No. But I had to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because I'm old and I do that sometimes. And I looked out <laughs> the window and kind of like, yeah, it's full moon. Yeah. And it was kind of white. Yeah. It looks so, like a moon. You, you, yeah. just, you just busted into blue moon a minute ago <laughs> and we just didn't say anything about it? <laughs> well, if you say blue moon, you is that is it. Is that like the Oak Ridge Boys? No, uh, no. Or, uh, it goes way back to the fifties. It's a golden oldie. It? No, it's yeah. got to be it, it, Blue Moon's a golden. Or the Statler Brothers, one, one of them did. Blue it. Moon's a golden oldie. Might it, not have been their song. The country I think band they, might have redone it. I think it, they covered it. Yeah, this. Yeah. that's definitely not. Uh, I mean, if only somebody could Google it. I ha- yeah. well, I have it on my playlist, but oh. that's going to take me too long to. <laughs> Hang on, you guys, go ahead and talk. <laughs> <Okay>. Have fun. <laughs> let, let us know what you come up with. Oh well. Um, uh, yeah, so it was super bright last night. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, looked like it, somebody had a like a floodlight in the backyard. Right. That's why I thought, oh, I should go look at this, and it was kind of uneventful. It right. Just, it just looked a little like a, looked like a full moon to me. So. Yeah. Full moon. But it's not going to happen again until twenty thirty seven. So. A gamillion people, gamillion, sure, sang it, including Frank Sinatra. Everybody covers Sinatra, the song. Well, like but the, the Marcells. Yeah. See, so yeah, yeah, okay. Something like that. And they Mars. were straight up fifties, man. Yeah. Marcells. The Marcells. Oh no. Nineteen sixty one. I thought it was earlier than that. There you go. All right. Well, now now we've solved that mystery. Yep. And it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously now you're we the thumbs up isn't back yet after all that. No, no, it's, it's not back. And, this is why and we had one in, viewer, so. and now we have zero viewers. So we we drove somebody off. Fantastic. <laughs> so, someone made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> someone was like, "What have I done?" Uh, <laughs> or they or they saw the topic, the title, and they were like, "This sounds dumb." <laughs> yeah, the topic is uh, I, I went with Paul's gospel versus Peter's gospel. Um, had a question come in from a faithful listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good guy. Who may or may not have just given us a thumbs up and taken it away. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> who, uh, who, who asked about this topic, and um, I, I, I was, just being honest, really unaware of this being a thing. Um, I don't know if you guys had known about it or not, but you, you obviously had because you'd... Yeah. Well, you, you had too. I mean, you heard, you heard of the new perspe- perspective, yeah. which isn't exactly the same thing. Yeah, I, I would At the same time, I would say that it definitely... Like overlaps. Uh, people have yeah. questioned what Paul's gospel is. At I, I kind of knew that it was out there, but, but I never, never really delved into it. Anyway, I dove in, and uh, basically, um, it comes down to that there are people who believe that the apostle Peter and the apostle Paul were preaching two different gospels to two different people, and um, 
So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just keep going unless you guys have something. Keep going. Yeah, keep, keep going. All right. So this basically comes up. If we do this quick enough, we can get a burrito. <laughs> Breakfast burrito. <laughs> All right. Challenge accepted. A little shout out to Josie K's, our local sandwich mm-hmm. shop. Yeah. That's right. This podcast brought to you by Josie K's. <laughs> they don't know it. <laughs> Actually, I, my punch card's about full, so we're going to get a free sandwich mm-hmm. today. Get a free sandwich. Or a free burrito yeah. today, depending mm-hmm. on how the conversation goes. So this, uh, in, in Galatians 2.7, and, and I'm going to quote the King James here because this is the one that says it the way people say it's supposed to be said, uh, that, are, that have this view. So it, excuse the King James English, but, but contrawise, when they saw that the gospel of uncircumcision was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. So he's basically talking about a gospel that was assigned to Peter and a gospel that was assigned to Paul, one for uh, the circumcised, one for the uncircumcised. Um, so the pe- for the people that believe this, what are, they, what are they seeing here? Two different gospels. <laughs> <laughs> two different gospels. Right. Um, so what, what are, what would you, how, would you, how would you define these two different gospels then, or, or if you can, because I, I found it hard to do that. One was to a certain group of people, or one was focusing his, dis- his, his dispensing of the gospel to a certain group of people and the other to another. So what would uh, Peter's kind of be about then? The gospel to the circumcision? Well, to the Jew. Yeah, king, it would be kingdom. more to... Yeah, kingdom was the word that kept coming up. Like, this is a gospel of the kingdom right. for the Jews. Right. Which the Jews were all about kingdom. Right. It, w- it was more of a national identity rather than an individual identity, and it was all about the kingdom of those people. So, yeah, the kingdom yeah. was definitely heavy. And then Paul's gospel would be... To everybody else, so yeah. it, it almost comes off more individual, you know, individual and and the gospel of grace um, for the Gentiles. Yeah, so that's kind of what how I saw it kind of divided out, and they're so they're basically saying Paul teaches a separate gospel that was revealed to him by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a mystery that was for Gentiles only. So mm-hmm. in, in the verses that talk about how there's this mystery, um, Peter's wasn't a mystery. Paul's was that was revealed. Uh, we don't agree with this, by the way. Just yeah. in case. This is what people say. Yeah. But this is what they say. Um, and then they say that verses such as uh, where, where Peter, uh, in his sermon in Acts 2, where he said, repent and be baptized, that's a Jewish gospel thing. They would even say Matthew 28, the Great Commission, sure. is, is a Jewish gospel thing. Right. Um, and that the church maybe didn't even really start, um, you know, the gospel of grace didn't really even start till much later yeah. um, when Paul was kind of doing his thing. Yeah. Definitely but, wasn't Pentecost. Even though there were people no, from that was, every that was Jewish nation that, was that were listening and saved and speaking Kingdom. in each other's language, yeah. understanding each other's language, and yeah, yeah. but that wasn't. <clears throat> I tried to figure out kind of like this understanding of what why is this good news, Peter's gospel, and and because I understand why Paul's is sure I really like that one, Peter's I wasn't clear about, but um, <clears throat> it, it has to do with the future redemption of Israel. So that's kind of the idea, this idea that, um, and, it, and, and the people that would hold to this would be dispensational. So they view that you've got this this time now where God has still has, you know, the, the Jews in mind. Um, and then when the church starts, he, he takes, you know, the Jews are off the, they're on the back burner yeah. until later. And so this gospel of Peter was this kind of future redemption. I think I have this right. If there's anybody that holds to this, they can, um, they can chime in, but, and, and they get to inherit the land. So this, mm-hmm. this is a gospel of a future redemption where they inherit the land. Mm-hmm. So the implication is that, um, Israel will at some point be God's people on earth wow. and that the church will be God's people in the heavens. This was really weird for me to see this. I've never heard of this, didn't know yeah, this existed. That's, that's odd. Um, and they will remain kind of like two separate groups throughout eternity. <clears throat> didn't you, when when you were dispensational way back in the day, didn't you have I don't remember like this. That? It just seems so. Now that I'm seeing it, I mean, I'll be honest and just tell you, it, the more I read into this and the more I studied it, I, the more angry I got. So if you're dispensational, I'm sorry, but I was just like, you got to be kidding me right now. Because there's some problems with this stuff. And, and the idea that there are, for eternity, two separate groups of people. Right. You know, one that gets the land and one that gets to be in the heavens. You got to jump through some hoops to get there. <laughs> so, well, should, should we just read the entire book of Galatians, <laughs> Galatians today? Because I think to. it's it's going to just cover so, everything. So, we're contra-wise, about. let's we're, we're going to. But but let me just first say this. This is yeah. why I found myself irritating. And if you're dispensational, I'll apologize right now because I'm probably going to irritate you and step on your toes. Their big claim to fame when it comes to studying the scriptures is that they read it literally. Right, yeah. and they know how to rightly divide. And the more I look into this and realize that what they mean by rightly divide is no one it's about the Jews and no one it's about the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And they pride themselves on this, so that because they do it so 
literally, yeah. okay, okay, this is for the Jews, this is for the Gentiles, this is, and, and they think they're rightly dividing God's word. And I would say, no, you're actually making up, you're, 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 you're butchering it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, and, and that's why I was getting so mad because you've got to, you got to ignore yeah. the literal meaning of so many verses yeah. to come to this, to, you know, to get to this place, including what we're going to look at in Galatians. Well, I got. I got angry maybe for a different reason looking at this because there's so, there's so many times that you have like higher criticism or these people that come to the Bible and they start to question something that really doesn't need to be questioned. There's not warranted that it's questioned. This is one of those things to me where it's like we have so much information in our scriptures concerning Paul and Peter right, and what they were doing and what they thought of each other. Like it's, it's so stupid to like... <laughs> Just ignore the evidence that's already there and make it a thing like, oh, they had two different gospels. They were going for two different things. Well, they were, they were committing themselves more to two different sets of people. Same message, right? Different emphasis, same gospel. Yep. And so, to me, it's just like it's like people that are bored that are just coming to their Bible and they're like, oh, let's go ahead and make this a controversy. It's like it's not a controversy. Or people that right. are searching for dispensationalism. They were searching for. Yes. They're searching for this. Right. System. Yes. You, you come to a Bible with with a lens already yeah. in place. I don't think you would ever. Which is it's something you have to be taught. Like yes. you were t- saying this earlier, it's kind of like I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it like a preacher of rapture. Wait, did I just say that? You did. Um, you said it fast. It's it's it's, it's yeah, something that you would naturally get. You spirit reading your scripture no. alone. It's something that you have to be taught like systematically right. to view yeah. certain parts of your scripture that way. Oh, this means this now. And it's like, you wouldn't have got that naturally. No, I'm convinced yeah. of that. If you take that grid away that, you know, you won't see it at all. But yeah. when you put it in there, you know, you're, then you start right. to say, oh, wait, look, we're rightly dividing. Like, yeah. This is that, and this is that, and this is that. We are going to make a few people angry. I know we well, are. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, hopefully when they hear this, the verses we're going to be reading and looking at right now, maybe, maybe they'll consider that, you know, at least consider that maybe you've been duped on this thing and that, that it's, you know, clearly God does work in dispensations. I don't know, people, maybe they don't understand what dispensationalism is, but it's the idea that throughout time God has worked in different ways, almost different different ways that he's, he's interacted with man, sometimes yeah, different ways different eras. of redemption yeah. is included in this idea. Epochs or whatever you want to call right. it. Right, yeah. and so yeah. we, we know that you have, you know, pre, pre-fall. Right. Of course that was a different thing, and you, you've got right. the nation of Israel, and you've got the, you know, the, the great... Well, there's even like a pre-revelation yeah. of of the way that God chose to redeem, right? right like right. We, we see that, that in the fullness of time, he sent his son. And so there's things that weren't completely clear that then became clear. And so the yeah. way people interacted in those seasons is different too. So but, yes. Yeah. But, but it, you can also just say there's new covenant and old covenant. Let's say that. Um, and, and, yeah. and that seems way more... Let's go with what Jesus went yeah, with. Yeah, let's, let's more just go what we've been yeah. biblical. Yeah. And you don't, you don't lose a lot of things. I mean, we still have to answer questions like... What what happens to Israel? Has God abandoned them? Does He still have a plan for yeah, them? Yeah, for sure. Is it part of the same plan that we're in? You know, th- those are things you have to figure out for sure. But um, but the pro- what's the problem with having this idea of uh, Peter has a gospel and Paul has a gospel? What, well, what do you, well, what do you think end it, up with? Well, before we get to what we end up with, just this idea of you know, like I'm all for critical thinking. I'm all for looking at things and um, you know trying to you know look at them critically and you know using our brain to, yeah. to you know God gave us a brain to use. But this idea that we come to the Bible kind of looking for problems um, and looking for controversies, I, I just I don't like that. I don't like it either. You know, yeah. Like, can can we trust what God has given us? Yeah, right. That's why it seems like a higher criticism thing to me, is because those yeah. guys are always trying to muddy the waters and yeah. uh, devalue like the authority of Scripture and right. the reliability of Scripture. Like, so I, I hate that. I think the biggest problem with two Gospels, obviously, is there's two different ways to get saved. <laughs> like, a, like yeah. a, that's kind of a problem because we're, we're pretty sure that it's clear that there's one way and it's through one person. There's one door, yep. right? And uh, so it seems like if you like, like you get, you're kind of a privileged people or a special people if you're a Jew because there, there is a different right. way other than Christ, right? Like Christ is... You know, his, his grace is for the Gentile. And, but you guys have this other thing because of your nationality and your ethnicity. And right. it's like, it, like, again, Galatians kills that. Like, Paul kills that idea. Yeah, so. to me, you, you come up with two, two peoples of God and two plans of redemption, mm-hmm. even yeah. though the weird thing is, and I don't understand this either, but the, the plan of redemption that people would hold to that are dispensational for, for the Jews still say that it's actually Christ. Mm-hmm. They still say they're looking back or they're mm-hmm. looking forward, this kind of thing. So they're not really saying that it's... The, the, like it's a works-based salvation. Right. They're still including Jesus and in his work in it, but it still is still kind of two different people's 
for sure. of God. Yeah. And so what you end up with really are two different plants. And so if you if you think of Romans 11, 12, you know, yeah. that that whole section, um, you've got God who's made this this olive tree. Uh, the nation of Israel is represented in that. And then at some point he starts breaking off some branches and starts yep. You know, grafting branches. Grafting branches in the the Gentiles, um, and then at some point he tells us, "Hey, don't get don't get all high and mighty on this thing. I can I can make room for Israel. A natural branch can go right back into this thing again." Mm-hmm. And so, what I see very clearly in Scripture is one one tree yep. that is includes Jews and Gentiles, and to make this two separate trees and, and two separate peoples with two plans of redemption, mm-hmm. um, there's no reason to do it no yep. um, at all. And so. There's yep. no reason, and like I said, you got to jump through a bunch of hoops to do it anyway. Yep, I would agree. So, some of the problems with this with this idea we're going to look at. Uh, first one, I would just ask you guys: um, Who did Peter evangelize to, and who did Paul evangelize to? Does this does this track with these two gospels? Do we see consistency in this in this theory with who they actually yes. ministered to? I think we already mm-hmm. mentioned that. Like one was clearly called by <clears throat> Jesus to minister the gospel to the Jews, and one was clearly called by that same one, Jesus, <laughs> to minister the gospel to the Gentiles. I mean, that's, so that's they, all over so the they place. So yeah. they stuck with that. They didn't, they didn't vary from that. They, they well, no. I mean, obviously it wasn't set in stone because Pentecost, like I already mentioned, right. like there were Gentiles yeah, saved ev- that Everybody day. was there. And there's been plenty of times, in fact, we see over and over again, usually with Paul, his pattern when he went to a new city was to the the, the, synagogue the synagogue first, first. Yeah. Right. to preach the gospel. So he went to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. And so it wasn't like you can only do this and you can only do that. Right. However, I believe that because of their calling, their emphasis in the way and what they focused on gospel-wise could sound different. So Well, and I think that's what's meant by that passage sure. we already read in, in Galatians 2, yeah. is that, hey, God assigned these people to me and God assigned these people to Peter. But... According to this belief that these guys have, that when Peter went to the Jew first and went to the synagogue, he, he must have been preaching Peter's gospel to them. And then yeah. when he went to the Gentiles, he, he had been preaching the Gentile gospel to them. When Peter went to Cornelius' house, a Gentile, right. well, he must have been preaching Paul's gospel to him. And then when he went, you know, I, I would argue <laughs> that the way that they probably <clears throat> unpacked the gospel m- might have been slightly different. Sure. So, so again, I, 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 when Paul went to a synagogue or Peter to a Jew, I'm sure that scriptures were flying, scrolls were open, yeah. proof text was happening. Why? Because Jews care. Like they're showing Christ through the scriptures, right? Right. right. To a Gentile, like we like we see at Mars Hill, like they don't care. Like yeah. a Gentile doesn't care what the care. scriptures they didn't have say. It. They didn't but have so scriptures. that's knowing your audience, right? So yeah. so so the gospel doesn't have to change, but the way that you get to it, or the way that you unpack it, sure. or the way that you reveal it. It's probably going to be dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Contextualization. Yeah, contextualization. I'm just pointing out that if, if Peter had a distinct gospel and Paul sure. had a distinct gospel, and one was for Jew, one was for Gentile, when for they sure. did cross over and go to those other people, mm-hmm. which gospel were they preaching? Did they have to right. keep track of that? I mean, it's just... it's, it's right, right. Obviously, I'm being... Facetious. Facetious is the right word. I'm being, uh, yeah, being a punk. But is anyone on yet, Chad? <laughs> no, we still got zero viewers. So like, <laughs> this, this one might be a flop. Who knows? They'll get on later. They throughout the yeah, it's we right. have two, be the greatest one yet. We should have you know like three, four, five people live. <laughs> like, no, nobody today. We, we have one. Like, oh, Brent's in a mood. One, one person took their thumb up away, and then they left. So <laughs> they're all dispies, dispies, and they knew what we were gonna do. <laughs> okay. Um, so in Galatians 1, I'm going to start there, and we're just going to read through uh, some verses uh, starting in verse 6. And this is interesting to me because this is the same passage, the same book, I should say, where they get this idea of two different Gospels. But, but you start out with Paul um, getting after the Galatians because of... Um, a false they, Gospel. <laughs> because of something Because of a different Gospel. Yeah. yeah, and I, just listen to the words here and, and starting in verse 6. He says, I am astonished, talking to the church there, that you are so quickly deserting him who called you, in the grace of Christ, and are turning to a different gospel. And then he says, not that there is a different one, or not that there is another one. Well, right there, I mean, hello. Seems pretty settled. There's one. Yeah. Uh, But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. Again, this is like, and accursed is pretty strong language. Yeah. So if there's a separate him... gospel or a second gospel, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who the messenger is, even if it's a divine being <laughs> right. or an angelic being. Yep. Like, don't pay attention. Show them to the it. door. Well, and this is like let him be damned. I mean, accursed yeah. is strong language. Yeah. yeah. So Peter comes in. So in, in, in the next chapter, he's going to say, "Hey, I got one gospel. And Peter's got another one, and this is cool." It, it doesn't make it doesn't track <laughs> even a little. <laughs> 
Um, and, and again, to see the effort that people go into. I mean, I was watching, I was getting so mad because I was watching these things that were an hour long, two hours long of, of these people that were all defending this. Yeah. And they had all these charts and graphs and, yeah. you know, explanations. You wasted a lot was. of time, Brent. I did, man. But, and it just made me mad, obviously. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, he says in verse 9 in, in chapter 1 of Galatians, as we've said before, now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. He says that twice. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, you know, a problem for sure. Uh, if you think of Galatians 1.16. I was going to say, go, like, go to 11 now and just, like, read oh, that through. go ahead. Like, I, I, I had it written <clears throat> down. but For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. So... First of all, that that's helpful. Yep. Right. <laughs> like this isn't yeah, something. He's I not making it up. I didn't come up with this. This isn't a second thing or something that I. Yep. You know, put together. So uh, that, that for, puts to rest the idea that there is a Paul's gospel, right? Boom. Yeah. It's he's saying it's not. Or mine. a Peter's gospel. Yep. He's saying it's not mine. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. So we're on the right track right now. That's where the gospel that we have should come from. Mm-hmm. For you have heard of my f- uh, former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born um, and who called me uh, by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. So there's the yep. the calling that yep. he was given. Um, I did not immediately consult with anybody. So right there you could go, well, that's kind of sketchy. Like, who did you consult with then? Like, who did you learn from? Who did you collaborate with or get your facts in order with, right? Nor did I go up to Jerusalem. So someone, I guess, could say this is a problem too, to those who were apostles before me. But I went away to Arabia and returned again to Damascus, and then 18. Then after three years, I went to Jerusalem to visit uh, Cephas and remain with him for 15 days. So I love that statement right there because you're, these are the two guys that right. apparently are preaching two different things or coming up with two different things. He actually did go up for a little over two weeks and was with Peter. Um, and so you, I, I, I'm sure the conversations were gospel rich. I'm sure there was some collaboration. There was some fellowship that was going on about the gospel and right. in the gospel. Now, obviously, I'm assuming all that and reading that in there, but I'm sure that's what the the visit was about, partially at least, was that they were. And then later on, of course, in chapter two, he actually goes on to say when he goes up to rebuke <clears throat> Peter that there was, there was. Um, gosh, you were probably going to read that too. I'll just read it. So go, let, me, let me read um, seven through um uh, 10 real quick of chapter um, two of chapter two yeah, yeah, yeah. because this is I, no this is where I, it gets I did good. it already in the king james okay. this is esv so um, they do change <clears throat> a little bit of the wording uh, i don't think it changes the meaning at all on the contrary when they saw that i had been entrusted with the yes. gospel to the uncircumcised so entrusted that, yes. that's already a yep. positive thing just as peter had been entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised mm-hmm. for he who worked through peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised work also through mine or me to mine for the gentiles sorry i'm reading terribly And then he says this, and when James and Cephas and John, so this is James, uh, Jesus' brother. Yeah, because James had a totally different gospel than both of them. (laughs) Well, (laughs) hold on a second. We might get in there too. That's (laughs) why I'm pointing out How many gospels do we have here? Cephas (laughs) is Peter and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me. They gave me the right hand of fellowship. This is important because they're basically authenticating, validating right. who Paul is and what he's preaching. They're saying yep. your gospel is our gospel. <laughs> yeah, it's we approve, yeah. we agree. Yes. Yep. We're on the same team. And then they said they agreed that they should go to the, the Gentiles um, yep, and, yep. and that we should go to the circumcision. So they said they divided, the, the labor got divided there. We're going to these guys. You guys are going to these guys. Right hand of fellowship. Um, you know, the only thing they asked them to do is remember the poor which is the very thing they were eager to do, it says. So it's like they didn't say, make sure you get your gospel straight and, right, and right. don't get it confused with ours. Right. Just just be good to the poor. Yeah, um, That was it. And then, and then you see the same thing in Acts 15 where you've got Paul and Barnabas coming back from a missionary trip. They meet with the church because there's there's this thing about being circumcised that comes up. Yeah. Uh, the Jews are coming into these churches and saying they're not legit you know, Christians sure. yep. unless they get circumcised. And so they had this council. And again, you don't see... A, a bifurcation no. of gospels, no, or, or anything like that. You, they go through and say, no, they don't have to be circumcised. They yep. don't. They give them what they need and what they what yep. they don't have to pay attention to, and they agree on the same thing for both. You yep. do not see two different peoples of God with two no. different plans of redemption, even a little bit. No. So, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just clear that they were all on the same page with yeah. what the gospel is when you look at Galatians 1 and 2. Yep. Well, and and got, that Paul and Peter had a relationship and interaction, you yeah. know, um, while they were taking the gospel out. Well, like and, they were, and, and they were you, together you would on the think, same again, page. If, you, if you want to get consistent, <clears throat> you would think Paul's never going to talk about anything to do with the kingdom, and Peter's never going right. to talk about anything to do with grace. And go read their, go read their stuff. You, won't, mm-hmm. you just won't see that track. It mm-hmm. doesn't track at all. Mm-hmm. Peter talks about grace a lot. Paul's yeah. you know, clearly talking about yep. some of this other stuff, too. So When I looked into this, here's the weird thing, is when I, when I was looking into this this week, I saw even more resources talking about, is Paul and Jesus' gospel different? Than I did Paul. Well, that was not the topic Peter. you gave yeah. me. <laughs> because okay, Jesus, so well, it goes it goes hand in hand. So the idea is that Peter's pretty consistently in language and just the way that it's unpacked follows the teachings of Christ because it's it's very Jewish, it's very mm-hmm. kingdom oriented, right. right? So of course they sound more alike, and that Paul's sounds much different than. Jesus, which is just simply not true. So, so now we're up to four different gospels, right? They're all different. Peter, Peter yeah. Paul, James. Well, that's Jesus. just within the church. So far, yeah, we right. can we can go we can beat that. Right wow, there. almost sounds like First Corinthians one, where it's like I'm a, I'm a Paul, I'm a right, right. I'm a Cephas, I'm a Barnabas, I, I'm of Jesus. Yep, that's me. I'm the I'm the guy that's of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jesus had the right gospel. We've got other verses we could we could consider, and, and one of them I started to mention before is Romans one sixteen, where Paul writes, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel." Right. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That could not be more clear yeah. as far as there is one gospel, the gospel, and it is for both Jew and Greek. Yeah, it's They're for not everybody. Two, not two different, two different gospels. He says it again in that First Corinthians I was just yeah. going through. So they've got this problem going on. Verse 10, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in mind and in the same judgment, for it's been reported by close people that there's quarreling among you. Um, what I mean by that is each of you says, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? I like I like yep. where you go. Is Christ divided? Yep. Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized? And then he goes into, um, you know, I'm glad I didn't baptize any of you. And then down farther, he sa- um, this is why I think it sounds so different when you start looking at, like, the way Peter might unpack the gospel versus the way Paul might, is he says, for Jews demand signs, and Greeks... Um, seek wisdom, but we preach singular Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and a folly to Gentiles. Um, and so he he does kind of what you said. Like it's clear in everything that you read that yeah. they all they all thought there was one gospel. They're all certain that there's one gospel, right. and that they're all yep. preaching the same gospel, even if it might sound a little different, sure. or look a little different, and, and that it equally offends everybody. <laughs> Yeah, how we approach people with the gospel is it's it's wise to if you're speaking like Paul said, you know, become all things to all men. If you're talking yeah. to a Jewish person, you can yeah. you can you know you need to keep no, that he's, in mind. No, he's saying right here, That's a, it. a Jew thinks this way yep. about the gospel, and a Greek yeah. thinks that way, which would play into how they would unpack the gospel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think in Ephesians, um, there, there's another very clear section in Ephesians, both in chapter four and in chapter two. That, that makes all of this clear again. Uh, Ephesians 4 says, There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is in all, over all, and through all. Yep. Um, one. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just pretty, one. Pretty clear. Pretty clear. And then Ephesians 2, to me, this is the like the nail in the coffin mm. for anybody that wants to make two people of God, two peoples of God, or two different olive trees or whatever you want to call it. This is Paul in chapter 2. Saying, um, starting in verse 11, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision. So there you have the two groups, which is made by the, um, made in the flesh by hands. Remember that at one time you were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants and promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Mic drop. I mean, (laughs) again, 
if, if, if when you read that, you need to abandon any and all ideas of this other stuff mm-hmm. that could not yep. be any more clear. When Jesus said, I've got other sheep who aren't of this fold, there's going to be one shepherd and one flock. I yep. mean, you can just keep seeing it and seeing it and seeing it. And so if you've got some kind of grid that you're looking at the Bible through that, that gives you two distinct peoples of God with two different gospels, yep. I, I don't know why you're doing it. Again, I feel dumb even like talking about this right now. Like it's, it's so like ridiculous. Yeah. Because scripture's just as clear as can be. So it, it does seem that So way. I have nothing to add to that, Brent, is what <laughs> okay. I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, it's, it's, just, it's just what it is. I, I it's guess everywhere. part of the reason I get so mad, and because I was watching these people that are so confident, so full of authority, saying we're the ones who, who are, are li- being literal with the Bible and rightly dividing it. And, you got, and it's just like, no, you're not. They're bored. Yeah. You're actually making a mess of things, yeah. and, and you don't even see it. And it was just, I don't know. I was getting irritated, obviously. Do you yeah. think they're doing it to... Protect their eschatology. Yes, because usually, because usually, that's a good. We're question. supposed to, you know, take clear doctrine to inform us on the unclear doctrines. But I've noticed that a lot of dis dispies will start with the unclear, and then they'll actually sabotage sure. the clear right. to protect the unclear. The big theological word is mm. that the perspicuity of scriptures. Perspicuity. You're Ooh. supposed to take the clear passages That's to big interpret word. the unclear passages and not the other way around. And again, if you, th- th- this thing where you've got to like, you see this weird thing, this anomaly of these two gospels, you don't see that anywhere else really. No. Um, but they'll say stuff like what you talked about, Paul said, well, I'm glad I didn't baptize. Yep. See, because baptism, that was for Jewish people. Yep. It's like, no, that's not what he's teaching <laughs> nope, there. Not at all. But once, if you, if, once you kind of like get locked into this, this idea of this eschatology that has to be a certain way, yeah. then you, you, you all, you're forced well, to... Well, he even goes on to say, like, well, yeah. I guess I did baptize. Him, so. He did. <laughs> and yeah. maybe some more, but, but I can't you're, remember. You're forced to kind of hold this view and not, and not vary from right. it. And, yeah. and, um, and I, w- I was in that camp at one point and, until I was challenged, but I, just, I would just say, understand that there could be flaws, and, you know, there's flaws in every one of our eschatologies. We, we admit that. We don't have it nailed down. But to see the way that, that these people are so confident in the way it's nailed down and what they have to, kind of the hoops they have to jump through in order to maintain it, um, kind of frustrating. Yeah. So, well, this is a bit of a side note, but it seems like we have this weird fixation on, you know, not only eschatology, but just kind of these things that are unclear that we allow to inform the things that are clear. I don't know why we do that. I don't either. Um, you know, it doesn't happen only with eschatology, but there's we, we just have a, a tendency yeah. to do that with things. Oh. I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah, we have these little sacred cows that, for whatever reason, they intrigue yeah. us, and and so they become just um, you know um, preeminent, right? In what we protect and hold to. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. So the knock that could be leveled at us then, if we're trying to say that that there aren't two distinct people groups now, is that we're replacement theology people. That that Israel, we we, we discount Israel and say they're they're no longer part of God's plan. Now it's just us. We've replaced Israel. How would you respond to that? So I would. Re- this been- I would read Galatians. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah. we went through Galatians a couple years ago, I actually had someone who's extremely dispensational. Basically, he kind of had a problem, right, with some of what I taught on one day when I was teaching through a section. Might have been in two, actually, fifteen on. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, he he um, accused me of replacement theology. And um, and that was the problem that he had. Is I, I'm blending them too much. I'm putting them on common ground too much. I'm putting them in the same gospel, saved the same way, for the same reason by the same person too much. Um, so the, yeah, there's this line because I, I am. I mean, if, if if replacement theology is what Paul's talking about in Galatians, then I guess I'm replacement theology <laughs> that there's now no Jew or Gentile, you know, but that we are all together collectively fully. The people of God. Or so the, the argument would be that then he's nullified his promises to Israel and he's a liar. Yeah, that's the argument is that, okay, you're, you're saying that, that Israel like um, just ceases to exist in the eyes of God, period. Like right. that just everything's done. And it's like, no, I didn't say that. But as far as who the church is and the people of God are, like in its fullness, it's everybody. Yeah. So the Jews, can't, the Jews can't get saved anymore, and now it's just all the Gentiles? Yeah, that's yeah. what they like to hear. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It is the tree that you talked about earlier, <laughs> it, right? It is. Branches and grafting. It, it and, you know. So we would probably—I I like the, the idea of expansion theology as opposed to replacement theology. God had a, a distinct people, and, and now he's expanded it to include the Gentiles, which is completely what the New Testament yeah. teaches. Expansion would be, even though we're probably arguing for the same thing, it's, yeah. it's just a better term. Well, and it doesn't yeah. exclude— National Israel. It doesn't exclude the, the Jewish people. Any, right. Anybody who wants to become a Christian right now, part of, that's part of the Israel. There are Jews know. being saved today. Yeah. There they, were they, yesterday, 
and there has been yeah. since since Christ ascended. And, yeah. and well, what we just read in Ephesians four, like you know, it's one. Yeah, everybody's included. And yeah. if there right. is a point in the future where God chooses to to really maintain more focus back on them again, kind of like He talks about in that yeah. that that analogy of the plant. Yeah. You know, if I want to start grafting in some natural branches again and really focus on that, I don't know how that's going to go down exactly. I make room for that. I, I don't have a problem with that idea. Yeah. But but it's the same gospel, and yeah. and we're part of the same people group now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ephesians four or two, I mean, makes that so clear. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I probably. Gotten more excited about that than I needed to, but <laughs> you are really excited yeah, you today, are. Brent. It, it was frustrating. It's a good, it's a you have a little pep in your step yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all right. Okay, so this isn't the only place I know. <laughs> this isn't the only place that we see uh, the possibility or the potential for an accusation of a different gospel yeah. uh, in the Bible, and I think that this one, the one that I'm thinking of anyway, is probably. Um, more, it's definitely something I've heard about, and something I, I think that um, a lot of people buy into. So, yeah. uh, what, what do you think I'm referring to there? Oh, the suspense is killing us. Come on, what, what, is there, another, <laughs> is, there, there is there a potential for another gospel in the New Testament that maybe Luther had a, a, potential. a problem yeah, with? Another oh, gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he was is. he was one of the names mentioned in Galatians two that we read. You know, when Paul went yeah. to Jerusalem yeah. and, and was being bona fide by the pillars yeah. of the church. One of them's name was James, the brother of Jesus. Yeah. And, and he and, taught a um, gospel of works. He and taught, Paul a gospel taught a gospel of, of grace. Of works, yeah. Which one do you want? We we put yeah. that to rest was a couple summers back. Yeah. We so we James. All right. Well, never mind. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'm just saying if someone wanted to dig through the archives, they, they could take a deep dive into James. Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't believe that that's a different gospel either. Right. Um, no. you know, in fact, I would say if if you come up with with a different gospel, especially one of works, yeah. Um, why did Jesus come and go through what he went through? Exactly. You know, if we could have figured this out on our own and didn't need him, yeah. if works was an option, you right. know, why did the Son of God come and, and allow himself to be crushed for us? Makes no sense. So, yeah. so that's clearly not what James is teaching there. And yeah. maybe in a nutshell, one of you guys can kind of talk about uh, how to reconcile what appears to be a discrepancy to some. Well, I would say yeah. that even Paul does. <laughs> so I, I, I would argue that like Romans chapter 4 and chapter 5 argue that our faith is not alone. We're saved by faith alone, but that faith is not alone. It's not empty. It's not passive. It's not just this thing. Um, it actually contains weight. It actually brings and imparts something to us because it's real. And that is called works. <laughs> if the faith is real, there are, there are um, um, tangible things that flow out of it and flow from it. That's all that James is saying. But because of the way that James says it... Yep. Um, like James even kind of double da- doubles down and says, like, it basically, like, it's not by faith alone. It's by works. All he's saying is he, he can still maintain that it's faith alone, but that faith, if it's real, if it's actually from the cross and the resurrection, it will have transforming power. Sure. It produces something. Linked to it. Right. That's all. Yep. So faith, in that sense, faith without works is dead. Uh, Hebrews 11, the hall of faith, every example— that the author there uses of people in the Old Testament when looking back to their faith are a work that came out of their faith. That's how he's proving their faith is by something that flew out of it or that flowed out of it. Right. So right. that's all James is doing. Well, and I would even go into the the example of Abraham that's given, uh, Paul gives one and, and James gives one of, of the idea that, you know, he was justified by faith and, and justified by works. Yeah. Um, and, and it sounds like you could come up with two different gospels, but it, it really has to do with the fact that um, the works are what showed us Abraham's faith. Right? Yes. And, and the works are what show people out there, you yes. know, if we claim to have faith but have no works, yeah. our faith is dead. Yep. That's what James is saying. He's trying to make the point that if you are a Christian, a real deal Christian that's been, you know, <laughs> your life's been interrupted by Christ, you've been filled with the Spirit, it, it, it should be evidenced in something. You know? Yeah, it should yeah be, you're, you're going to live you're different. Gonna, yeah, it doesn't mean it's going to be this, you know, constant, you know, Holy Spirit-filled kind of trajectory no. life. We're, we're definitely going to struggle. Yeah. But if you see nothing there, yeah. um, then I would, you know, there's reason to believe that that's not a real faith. Yeah, yeah. So agreed. Yeah, if you say, I believe in Jesus, and you've You've never walked into a church or never walk into a church. You never pray to yeah. your father. You never open your Bible. Then, then that is a dead faith. That's right. that's not a saving faith. Right. <laughs> right. So because that that faith will actually dictate sure. again things that you fill your life the way you do life. Right. It changes everything. Well, and I would say, I mean, you know, the the, the things that have changed in me 
I would say a lot of them have been, I've been passive in. It was a lot of stuff that I haven't really wanted to change. Sure. Yeah. God has just changed and transformed me. For and sure. that's what you see. Yeah. Like he's doing this work. Exactly. Uh, but again, I think. Because I think, your faith was not alone. Correct. Right? I think Piper said that um, faith is not the root or, or I'm sorry, works is not the root of our salvation. It's the fruit of our salvation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think if you get that right, that's that's James's and point. That's, yeah. where, that's really what James. Yeah, is. And, and we can. This might be a different podcast for a different time, but we could get into the difference really between kind of belief and faith. Yes. Right. I, be, I believe that Abraham Lincoln was a president. It doesn't do anything to affect the way that I live. It doesn't change my life totally. in any way. You know, right now, just totally. having that knowledge. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, so there's a belief that that God exists and that yes. He's a Creator. You know, okay, even the demons they, they know that. Right. Yes. They yep. know that, but. But faith, like there's something about faith that, that dictates and affects the way that you live. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what James is getting at, is that there's going to be like a product of your faith that's yeah. going to be evident. And we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? We did one on where does faith come from. We looked at right. Ephesians right. chapter 2, right? 8 and 9, where it, it's this thing that God alone does so that right. we have no bragging rights. It's by faith alone not work so that nobody can boast. Right. So there, there's where people will go, oh, okay, Paul's got a different gospel than James. But he's not saying that. He's, he's actually yeah. telling us that the, the, the faith that, that God gifts us with are so that we can then be transformed active in works right. that he's prepared beforehand. So there's yep. act, so, so it's the, not so a, that we would walk in them. So it's not right. an empty gift. It is by faith alone so that works might actually exist right. that are right. pleasing to God. That's what comes out of a real faith. Well, and like James let, is saying, let, let your light shine before man that they might see your good works and glorify your Father who is exactly. in heaven. So even the fact that these works are present in our life probably have more to do with him than us. Right. But they're also for his for him and yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, they're also for people that are watching, but I mean, they right. glorify him. They, they do something, you know, but they, the, they, but the wording, the literal wording is where people say that's two different gospels. Right. It's because Paul will straight up say over and over again, we're, we're justified by faith alone. We're saved by faith alone. And James says, you're not saved by faith alone. <laughs> you're saved yeah. by, by faith and works. And so you just look at that and you go, oh my gosh, we have yep. a problem. So I, I would say, according to what Paul wrote in, in chapter one of Galatians, if there's another gospel being preached, uh, Woe to that person, including James, right. including James, gospel. including Peter, yep, yep. you know, including Paul, including yep. us. Um, the gospel uh, yep. is is well defined, yeah. and and if you vary from it, um, yeah, you know, Paul said, let him be, a, let that person be accursed. Yeah. Right. He starts with that statement, and then he goes on for the next five chapters of that letter, unpacking justification by faith alone. Yep. Yeah. Which is actual good news. <laughs> that's really good news. Um, you know, that's that's the you know, anytime you have a gospel um, and there's no good news in it, that's kind of terrifying. And there's yep. a lot of those out there. It seems like right. Yep. Uh, we were just talking about some of the ones that are you know, a couple of them that people try to find in the Bible. But there's uh, there's other groups out there um, that are that are certainly preaching false gospels, um, and, and they they gain ground. Um, you know, it's funny how, how appealing they are to people, but, sure. um, I don't know if we want to name names or call it out, but like, uh, what are some, like, I guess, examples of, of other gospels out there that people should be aware of? Well, I think ge- generally, like what, you know, where, where are we putting our hope, right? Where, where, where does our hope lie? And, and for a lot of people right now, hope lies in politics and how politics are going to shake out. Yeah. Right. And, and we, we've even conflated that with our Christianity, right? The false gospel. Yeah, there's uh, well, there's so many. Like there you can are. go, you can go so many directions with it. But even, um, even within the Bible, again, doctrine. If we don't get doctrine right, so I grew up in a Church of Christ where, like, baptismal regeneration, right? So if you actually haven't physically been baptized in water, then basically, like, you're not you're not right. saved. You know, so so the gospel then becomes a work, a physical right. act. Right, that you have to initiate and follow through with, or you're in trouble. Like it, it hinges on that. Um, yep. There was even, um, I think it just com- came up last week. Um, there's even people that are that are very fundamental. They create these these little like varsity groups of believers that can even hinge around the Bible version that you use. If sure. like, if you if you're a real be- only real believers, only true Christians use this version yep. of the Bible, and that's just. Scary stuff, man. Like most that's, of the stuff that's a different gospel. I, most of the stuff that I was getting irritated by oh. were from the KJV gotcha. only yep, group. Yep. I mean, it was. I mean, they had that in common over yes, and over yeah. and over again. And they would even make statements about this is. Yes. I'm reading this from the the authorized Bible, the real one. Yes, and it's like, oh my god. And you yes. can see the the arrogance. Yeah, and, and just you know, from a result of the emphasis being put on 
something ju- that just doesn't have anything to do with the gospel. At so, right so you would say basically uh, anything that is like a Jesus plus. Anything that's yeah. a Jesus plus. And the, the plus could be a lot of different no. things. Well, it can be a lot of things, but exactly. anytime you have Jesus plus this equals salvation, it's it's a, it's a false gospel. Exactly. Yeah. Which which yeah. which is not what James is saying. Again, no. to go back to that, that's no. not James's point. If you read the book, it's he's not saying a a Jesus plus. He's saying a faith is with. Right. Right. So if you, if you change, a result if you change uh, the works, what, what he accomplished, or if you changed who he is, that would be yep. the other. That's the other yep. place where people go off is that um, he becomes. You know, somebody other than God, somebody yeah. other, th- th- other than he claimed to be. And uh, the one that I, I think is super sneaky right now that I, I keep, it's kind of funny how creative they've gotten or the, is the LDS or the Mormon um, religion. Um, they, they have morphed. They're starting to sound more like us. Well, they, they're trying completely, yeah. completely yeah. until you peel back a couple yeah. layers. Uh, they, they absolutely sound Christian. Yes. And they want to be defined as Christian. They don't want to be defined as a sect or, a, you know, um, uh, a schism or a cult. Yeah. Obviously, nobody wants yeah. to be defined as that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but when you really get, dig down to it, what's what's the issue? Well, what you do with Jesus? Yeah. yeah. Who Jesus is? You know, all, all the whole Mormon thing would have been avoided if if Joseph Smith just would have read Galatians chapter one, <laughs> verse six through eight better. Like even if an angel, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Call that one out pretty specifically. Yeah. How about that? But yeah, yeah. ultimately, um, just in case people are wondering. Um, in the Mormon religion, uh, it's the most polytheistic religion mm. on the planet, as far as I can tell. Uh, you can be a god. You can be a god. Everybody gets to be a god. Uh, you have, Jesus was at one point a man who became God. He wasn't eternally God. God the Father yep. was at one point a man who eternally, you know, he was not eternally God. He became a god. And the people in the Mormon religion can themselves become gods. They don't advertise that. They don't lead with that. Uh, they try to keep that hidden. But ultimately, you've got a yeah, very, very different Jesus than the one yeah. we believe in. Right. Jehovah's sure. Witnesses are the same way. They don't believe Jesus was God. Yeah. Um, if Jesus isn't God, we, we lose the gospel. Yeah. So, and again, like, it's a big deal. like Chad, you mentioned this earlier, like it's, it's not, it's not that you believe that is the difference maker. It's what you believe is the difference maker. It's not that you believe in right. God or that you believe that Christ was a real man that existed. It's what you believe about yeah. that yeah. that matters. And it doesn't mean you have to be a theologian or a scholar. Or you have to, you know, go through years of training before you can understand the gospel. It's not that, but it, it, it abs- everything hinges on what you believe right. about right who Christ is and what he did. Right. Well, I even think about, too, just, you know, like, like prosperity theology. Yeah. You know, that, that's a false gospel at the end of the day that people believe that God is a means to an end for me to have success or to have health or to get what I want, right? He's not our genie in a bottle. Um, you know, that's way, idolatry. It it's, the right a, way. it's idolatry packaged as Christianity. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it is, it. and it's prolific. Yeah. You know, for uh, sure. And it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, and I even think about, you know, just even like the, the self-help gospel, you know, people often will look to just religion in general or spirituality as a good thing for their life. Um, matter of fact, um, you know, just say in a lot of different sales trainings, they'll tell you like, you need to have a spiritual, like successful people are spiritual. And if you want to be successful, you need to have this component to your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it's just a means to an end mm-hmm. that like, if I'm a nice person, if the good outweighs the bad, um, you know, if I'm constantly working on improving myself, then, then I'm, I'm going to make it to heaven in the end. And it's a false gospel that has right. no hope at the for end sure. of the day. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, the gospel is very uh, clear and glorious that, that mm-hmm. God came down in the form of man to save a people for himself, yeah. um, that, that he came and lived the life that we couldn't live perfectly. Uh, Jesus came and, and, and fulfilled all of the righteous requirements of the law for us, mm-hmm. and then he went to the cross and paid the penalty that we deserved for us. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, he accomplished this for us, and he also pays this for us. Yep. Yeah, um, and, and, and this is the good news, that he yep. became our substitute, yep. and, and it's proven you know, based on, you know, his claims yeah. and then based on his actions that he died, right. was buried, and three days later rose from the and dead. And you will find that gospel yes, yeah. of how Christ lived and died and rose and lived again by both reading Peter's yeah. sermons and yep. Paul's sermons. And James. It's everywhere. Yeah. And that's, and that, that is the good news, that if we believe yeah. in that, it's the gospel. Uh, if we believe in our, you know, if we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, believe in this work that he's accomplished, we will be saved. Yeah. <laughs> It's yep. just that, yeah. mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's good news. Yeah. No, it's gotta, uncomplicated, more. And, and that we get to become <laughs> a part of the people of God, um, part of this group that he's saving. Um, 
is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. So the idea that there's two, two classes of Christian, you know, one that gets to be in heaven and one that gets to be on earth or one that gets to sit at the, you know, on the floor next to the table and one that, you know, it's just yeah. like, you know, I don't know how it's going to work out exactly, but, but yeah. I'm pretty sure, um, he has done this. Yeah. We, we haven't. And, and, uh, we get to be recipients of this grace yeah. that he's given. Amen. So. I think it's important to remember too, like when we're looking at things like this is like they're, they're, the Bible is an unfolding of a revelation a revelation of Christ and what God's doing in a redemptive narrative, you yeah. know? And so um, things may not always be written or unpacked the same way as you walk through the Bible towards the culmination of all things, right? Sure. There's one author, but he uses many instruments. Yeah. <laughs> there's pens, there's pencils, there's many instruments that he's used, you know, um, that, that are different for, on, on purpose, all speaking towards the same thing. And I, right. I think we just all need to keep that in mind as we're rooting things, yeah. is, is that, that there's a revelation unfolding, you know? So, yep. yeah. All right, any last words? I should issue an apology if my excitedness was... was uh, <laughs> Dude, was, you came was, off like a jerk. ...was rude today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... It's just... I don't know. You were you were a little excited. I was. Yeah, anyway. that's okay. But there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You can, you it's can, good to be excited. Yeah. It's good to be you, excited. You can catch me outside if you want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So you, so you just catch me outside, bro? <laughs> Is awesome. that where you're going? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, why don't you guys pray? Let's go get a breakfast burrito. Sounds good. Yeah, All right. <laughs> Chad, you, are you doing it? Who prays quicker? Uh, go for it. <laughs> I did last week, so you can do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for these subjects. I pray that we've done it a little bit of justice that people can understand um, some of uh, you know what we're trying to communicate. God, I pray that we're accurate, uh, that you're pleased with the way that we communicate these things and um, the information that we include. We thank you that there is one gospel. We thank you that that gospel is mighty to save everybody, Jew and Gentile. And I pray that we would be faithful to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Even though you might be afraid to, keep the questions coming. (laughs) It it helps us when you guys have uh, ideas for us. We will be glad to make fun of you. (laughs) Yeah, anytime. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.